What up, everybody? Dude, so I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. Listen to me. I'm thinking about getting that Shonen Jump so I can read, read, read all the manga in the world that I want. Only like two bucks a month. What do you guys think? I think I should do it. I think I should do it. I have an announcement to make. The YouTube animations are officially complete. The videos are coming. They're coming, man. Like, there's no excuse anymore. They're coming. Can't wait. I hope you guys follow my YouTube channel. I will tell you about them as soon as the videos are done. A homie of mine keeps telling me, he's like, bro, stop telling me it's coming. Just send me the link when it's out. I'm like, okay. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me on Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram and official underscore PITM on Twitter. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett and the return of PFL. Okay. I didn't know they were returning in the middle of this show that I was doing. But this Friday, PFL returns. All right, guys. Deuces. Peace. What up, everybody? Episode number 50. I want to say 56, 57. I'm honestly not sure. But, ow, sorry about that. Let's get right into it. UFC 275 was this past Saturday. What a crazy fight card that was, huh? What a crazy fight card that was. Yuri Prochatska beats Glover Teixeira. And a candidate for fight of the year. I gave Yuri, if you guys follow me on Instagram, at Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram. I gave Yuri knockout of the year last year over. No, I didn't. He was a nominee. I'm sorry. He was a nominee. I didn't give it to him. I ended up giving it to Sergio Perez when he knocked out Kyoji Haraguchi. But I was considering giving it to Yuri. But it didn't happen. I ended up giving it to Sergio. But. Yuri's knockout over Dominic Reyes was a nominee. And now this fight with Glover also has to be a nominee. I mean, Yuri's made some noise ever since coming into the UFC because he came in, he fights Vulcan, then he fights Dominic Reyes, and now he fights Glover. Like, it's funny, he's always fought in the summertime because when he fought Vulcan, it was on the... Usman Masvidal fight card, the first fight island card. Then when he fought Reyes, they were supposed to originally fight in February of last year, but for whatever reason, it ended up being May. And now he fights Glover in June. I wonder if he tells him I only want to fight in summertime or if it just ends up happening that way. I don't know. But that's what happened. So let's see. Let's look at the fight card. So Yuri Prochatska beats Glover Teixeira, rear naked choke at 432 of the fifth round. Valentina Chevchenko beats Tilia Santos 
um, split decision. We'll get into that more details later. Yang Wei lead defeats Yon and Yon Jingjek. Spinning back fist KO. Jake Matthews beats Andre Fialio. KO punches. Jack Della Mandelia beats Ramzan Emiv. TKO punches. Joshua Kalibu beats Sung Woo Choi. Decision. And then Brendan Allen beats Jacob Malcolm. Malcolm. Decision unanimous. And then this guy. Ha. Isner Masha's State beats Steve Garcia. That was a crazy fight. And then Silvia Gomez Waters beats Liang Na. That was also a crazy KO. And now it's, this is new. Falling fighters receive bonuses. Yuri Prochatska versus Glover Teixeira. Performance of the night. Yang Wei Li, Jake Matthews, Jack Dylan Mandilia, Hazi Mashate, and Silvia Gomez Juarez. And then I want to see this. The following fighters receive Crypto.com Fan Bonus of the Night Awards paid in Bitcoin of $30,000 for first place, $20,000, second place, and $10,000 for third place. But what is this based off of? It's not based off of the fight. I guess who they're more excited to see. Because how does Valentina get first place over Young Wei Li and Yiri? I don't understand that part. I really don't. But so Valentina got 30,000. Yiri got 20,000. Young Wei Li got an additional 10,000. Dang, so just in bonuses, Yuri Prochaska made like $70,000. Plus whatever his contract is. Because he got the fight of the night bonus which gives him 50000 And then he got second place in this Bitcoin thing which is an extra 20000 So that dude made $70,000 just in bonuses on top of whatever his contract is. And then Yang Wei Li made $60,000 in bonuses. Valentina didn't get any performance of the night award so she just made the additional 50000 But I'm pretty sure she's got a fat contract to begin with. So I want to get into these fights. Um, Yang Wei Li versus Yana Yong Jingjek. They started off pretty crazy. Yana with the leg kick. She could, she should have kept doing that leg kick. She should have kept doing it, but she didn't. As I said, if you listen to my last episode, one thing to look at was Wei Li's wrestling since she trained with Henry Cejudo. So the wrestling did play a factor because at one point, Wei Li was on top of Yana. Using ground and pound very effectively. And they started round two. And very similar to how Yuri caught Dom. Wei Li caught Yoana. And they had similar knockouts. Of course after the fight. Yoana Yongjingjik announced her retirement. Just want to say thank you to Yoana. I talk to her manager all the time. Um, I want to say thank you to Yoana. The very first time I saw her fight was when she won the belt. I was 22 at the time. I'm 29 now. Ever since then, my point in telling you this, I never missed a fight after that because of how impressed I was. The way she would beat down her opponents and just be ferocious about it. I believe that was a lie what I just had. Not that I never missed a Yana fight after she won the belt. I believe the only fight I never saw of Yana's after she won that belt was when she beat Jessica Penny for the simple fact that it was on fight pass. And I don't have fight pass. But since then, I know she beat her down and stuff like that. But I just want to say thank you to Yoana for the memories. Thank you for always being awesome. 
Thank you for being a female version of Conor McGregor, Nick and Nate, doing it your way. The Boogie Woman is coming. All that good stuff. Um, And if she really wanted to, bro, she could keep fighting. She just has other plans, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that she's washed up, not a chance. She was very competitive in this fight. But she feels it's time for her to move on. That's cool, because I do believe if she would have won this fight, she fights Carla next. And we don't know what happens in that fight, but I'm pretty sure Yana would have went in as the favorite. So good luck to Yana and her future endeavors. I don't know. I, I From what I do believe, I believe she works for or is a guest panelist for a Polish um, media company. So she might end up doing work for like Polish UFC broadcasting. You never know. But don't worry, Poland. You still got a guy. You still got a guy called Polish Power. A.K.A. Jan Blakovic. We'll get into him later. So let's keep going. Congratulations, Yana, on a great career. Hold your head up. Nothing to be disappointed about. She should be in the Hall of Fame next year. Dana, get to work on that, please. Or McMain or Sean Shelby. Call me. We can get it straight out. I will make sure Yana Yonjinjik is in the UFC Hall of Fame by next year. Um. Yeah, that's all I got to say there. So let's move on to the co-main event. Valentina Chepchenko versus, it's not Talia Santos, like I thought it's Tilia Santos because it's T-A-I, Taelia, Taelia. It's not Talia, it's T-A-T-A, no it's not Tilia, it's Taelia, Talia, I don't know, for, for argument's sake, could I just call her Talia, will people be mad if I call her Talia? Okay, Valentina Chepchenko versus Santos. A lot of people thought Santos won this fight. Let's look at the scorecards. These are the official scorecards. First judge, Howard Hughes. 10-9 Santos. 10-9 Chepchenko. 10-9 Santos. And then 10-9 Chepchenko for the last two rounds. Judge 2, David Ethan B. Abby. 10-9 Santos for the first round. 10-9 Santos for the second round. 10-9 Santos for the third round. And then he gave Valentino the last. Judge 3. Clemens Werner gave Valentina. This was the 49-46 guy. He gave Valentina the first, the second, and the last two rounds. He only gave Santos the third round. I scored it like this Howard Hughes guy to remind you it was 10-9 Santos, 10-9 Valentina, 10-9 Santos, and then the, the last two rounds for Valentina. It was unanimous that Valentina won the last two rounds and that Santos won the third round. I had no problem with that. So originally I gave Santos the first round. I gave Valentina the second round, and then I gave Santos the third round. And then, again, like, universally, everybody gave Valentino the last two rounds. My thing was, I don't remember the fight. I have to go back and look at it, but I remember saying I give Valentino the second round because she was doing more damage when they were on the feet and even when she was on the ground. Like, if you notice, yes, um, Talia Santos was in a lot of dominant positions, but she was just holding her, and Valentino was punching her. 
And the person I was watching with, he's like, yeah, you're scoring it that way, but these judges aren't. They're probably looking at positioning and be like, oh, well, this chick's on top. Well, she's winning. So that was why I gave Valentina the second round, because going into the fifth, everybody was saying Valentina needs to stop. I'm like, I don't think so. I think if she wins this round, she wins the fight. Now this 49-46, I don't know what you were looking at. How do you give Valentina the first round? You can't give her the first round. It comes down to that second round. Now, another thing I want to see is how they were scoring Yuri versus Glover. Point being, you never know with the judges. I thought Valentina won the fight. Like, I'm not upset with the decision. I just don't think it was 49-46. I think it, it should have stayed 48-47 for whoever won. But giving Valentina Chepchenko... Four rounds to one? How do you do that? How do you justify that call? I'll re-look at the fight again and then look at these scorecards. But I don't understand how you give Valentina four rounds out of five. Let's look at... Wait, wait, wait. So I'll go back to this. Valentina wins. What's next? You can do one or two things. You give her Ketlin Vieira, like I always said, at 135. Or... Santos suffered a broken orbital. You wait for that to heal and you give Santos an immediate rematch. Another interesting fact is that Valentina Chevchenko, where is it? Oh, I just found it. Valentina Chevchenko says that she had a foot injury leading up to the fight. Um, it says right here, Chevchenko revealed at the UFC 275 post-fight press conference that she was less than 100% due to a foot injury. Bullet didn't reveal the specifics behind the ailment, but pulling out was never an option. It did, however, prevent her from engaging in her traditional celebratory post-fight post victory dance. Oh, the dance. Coming into the fight, I was injured. My foot was injured all week. Fight week, UFC performances to a physical therapist. They were working on my foot to get it back into the best shape, Shevchenko said. The few kicks that I had... Like, super strong, it injured my foot. I hope it's nothing serious that could delay my return to the octagon. But this is the reason why I didn't dance. Cons oh, now this is the question. Considered pulling out of the fight? Never. Every time I have something, I try to deal with it the first. And actually, I try to deal with that first. And actually, I could not walk on my foot when I got it, this injury. I could not jump on it. But thankfully, the physical therapist. They were able to get me back, and I kind of felt, okay, when you're in the fight, you have all this adrenaline, and you just kick no matter what, and you kick and think, what's going to happen? The bout itself was the toughest test for Chevchenko's lightweight reign today. Santos controlled much of the grappling, but Chevchenko held an advantage in significant strikes, total strikes, and appeared to be the stronger fighter. That ultimately carried more weight on the scorecards than Santos' control. I did everything I had to do, Chevchenko said. I had I had challenging fight. I had five rounds, and this is exactly what I wanted. An opponent who is not giving up in the first or second and goes until the end. In this kind of fight, you can show what you're made of. Your character, your mindset, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult. She was inactive, and me being even in that position, I was striking. And I was feeling her power 
and I was feeling the power of the strikes and I felt how she was reacting because it was hurting her. This is what counts the most in mixed martial arts is damage. I could even feel in the fight round to round you could see more damage showing on her face more and more. So yeah, like I was thinking the same thing. Damage, but like a lot of because that's how you're supposed to score. Like that damage is the number one criteria. But again, how to, like are they telling the judges this is what you have to score by, and are the judges actually going by it, or do they tell them score it however you want? Because usually that's what happens. Because that's what that what was that's what was my thought. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, yeah, Valentina was on the bottom, but she was doing more damage. But I'm gonna look at that fight again. Because there's a reason I gave her round two. But she had a foot injury? Dang, that's crazy. Okay, and then she's saying she's looking at the Misha Tate, Lauren Murphy fight for her next opponent. But I don't think she has to. You're either going to go up to Bantamweight or defend it against Santos again. Santos' performance in itself warrants a rematch, in my opinion. And she goes on to say, I have to mention this. July, we have fights in flyweight. We have an amazing fight between two very strong fighters. It's Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate. It's going to be an amazing fight. If Lauren Murphy gets a victory, a, a rematch, maybe, but not that soon. Misha Tate wins. I think this is what fans are going to love to see. And at the end of the year, pay-per-view main event. I think it's going to be great. But still another option is Juliana and Amanda in Bantamweight. Once it's going to be more towards finalizing, I will work on building my body a bit heavier. Just a bit. So. I do not lose speed. A lot of options for me just to choose which one. Yeah, but I honestly believe they're going to try to... What they're going to try to do, because I heard they're trying to go back to Brazil, they're going to try to do that rematch there depending on how Talia recovers from the eye injury from her broken orbital and Valentina's foot. I think these girls are going to end up fighting in Brazil again. I don't know how soon, but I know. I honestly believe this, and the same thing goes for Glover. I believe that if they don't fight again, their comeback fights will be title fights because of how good they were in these fights. This is my opinion, right? Like, I believe that Santos doesn't need a fight again to get another title shot. Like, she doesn't need to be the next person, but she doesn't need a fight again. Much like what Stipe does, like, yeah, he lost against Francis, but has he fought since losing to Francis? No, and he usually gets a title shot because of his performance in the past fight. That's what I'm saying, that I don't believe both Glover and Santos need to fight again to prove that they're still the number one contenders. They're probably one fight for the belt next because I heard Jan Brakovic is fighting for the belt. But I'm getting too far ahead of myself. Let's move on to the main event, Yuri Prochatska versus Glover Teixeira. Now, I want to look up the scorecards for this fight. So, one judge had it dead even going. Michael Bell, he had it dead even going into the fifth round. Cartledge, ben Cartledge had Glover winning three rounds to one because they didn't score the fifth round because there was no need to. This is rounds one through four. Again, this Werner guy gave Iri Prochaska a 10 8 round. He gave Erie 10-8 in the third round. I want to know. I have to watch that to see if that's warranted. But this is the same guy that gave 
Valentina Chepchenko, 49-46. And he gave Yuri Prochaska 10-8 in the third round. So, And he gave all the other rounds to Glover. So on his scorecard, he had it 38-37. So if Yuri wouldn't win the fifth round, it would have been a tie. But yeah, I agree with Michael Bell. And let me tell you something. In the game of inches, Glover Teixeira would have won this fight if it would have went to the scorecard. He was winning that fifth round. He put it on Yuri the first round. He put it on him the second round. I don't remember. I remember the third Yuri winning. I don't remember the fourth very well. And the fifth, I just thinking, gosh, like what's going on here, man? Yuri was supposed to be this monster and Glover at 40. 42 he can still go man he can still go so yuri pulls it out in the end like this just shows you the type of competitor yuri is and i don't see anybody at lightweight being an immediate threat to him what i mean by that is i'm not saying they can't beat him but because i believe glover's next fight will be his last fight win or lose i say that with confidence so tomorrow because today's monday tomorrow the new rankings will be out so yuri is champ Jan Brakovic is going to challenge him. Alexander Rakic is hurt. So the fight to look at right now is Magomed Akilaev versus Anthony Smith in July. And Thiago Santos is going to fight Jamal Hill in August. But the one that's going to affect these rankings immediately is Magomed Akilaev versus Anthony Smith. Because if Anthony beats Magomed Akilaev after Rakic I mean, not wreckage. After Brakovich and Prohaska fight, you give Glover the next belt. Like, if I'm a Glover to share or Glover to share a fan, I'm rooting for Anthony Smith in July. Because Glover to share beat the brakes off of him, okay? He knocked his teeth out. So if Anthony beats Magomed, Alexander Rakic is hurt. Like, that might be Anthony's next fight. He might wait for Rakic to rematch him because Rakic got one up on him on their first fight. So if, if I'm Glover, I'm brewing for Anthony in, in July because then if Akilaev wins, they could probably try to match up Glover with him. But I'm, like I said earlier, Glover's performance was so good, he doesn't need to fight somebody else. He can fight for the title right away. And I think. Oh no. I think that's what he wants. Because I saw it in an article right now. Hold on. Let me go look for it. Glover Teixeira wants immediate rematch with Yuri Prohaska. Anthony Smith disagrees. Glover Teixeira was just hours removed from his fight night epic with Yuri Prochaska. From his fight of the night epic with Yuri Prochaska at UFC 275 before. The now former light heavyweight champion called for a media rematch. Rematch. And then he tags Yuri and Dana in the UFC. Scorecards. The scorecards that I just read to you. So I'm going to read what this is. Scorecards revealed Teixeira was just seconds away from retaining the belt. As the Brazilian would have likely earned the decision to, to win. Had he survived the final round. Although... Teixeira feels entitled to a rematch. Former UFC light heavyweight title challenger Anthony Smith couldn't disagree more. 
Lionheart suffered a brutal stoppage loss to Teixeira in 2020, but has since rebounded with three consecutive stoppage victories and re-entered title contention. The 33-year-old believes he should get the next title shot with the win over Mago Merakulai of July 30th. I disagree. Disagree because Glover beat him so bad that holds weight. He goes, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but Dana White already came out and said that the Magomed Akilaev versus me is a number one contender fight, Smith said, on the UFC 275 post-fight show at ESPN+. The winner gets the title shot. Dana is the boss. That's what I think Akilaev and I both thought probably going to happen. Jan and Rakic just fought. Rakic was injured and Jan was probably losing the fight until that injury. Especially they both lost. That leaves me and Akilaev. We've both been on top of the division for a long time. I think that's what's next. Smith makes a compelling case, no doubt, but Tishara put on a fight of the year candidate and should earn a rematch based on that merit alone. Yup. UFC Dana White wasn't in attendance for the matchup, but his reaction was caught on camera and posted online. Safe to say, the UFC will likely book Prochaska versus Tishara next. Smith would just have to wait for his title shot. Okay, no, this is the problem. Because I heard different. I heard Gyan versus Rackage. They were going to get the next title shot. And like I said a few moments ago, Glover doesn't need to be the next challenger. He doesn't. What I'm saying is he shouldn't have to fight. When they want to rebook him, it's because they feel he's earned, he did enough to get an immediate rematch for the belt. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he has to be the next challenger for Yuri, but when he comes back, he should fight for the belt. That's what I'm saying. And I don't agree with Anthony. I do believe Jan versus Rakic should get a title shot over him. And then, if Yuri beats Glover again, you'll get the title shot. Like, to prove that I'm on Anthony's side, I said he should fight Rakic because, for one, Rakic is hurt and Rakic beat him. He beat Anthony. I don't agree with what Anthony said at all. I don't know if Dana really said that or if that was just Anthony trying to push a narrative. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm saying I, I've never heard Dana say that. So if he told them privately, that's cool. But I do love Anthony Smith. I don't want people to assume that I don't like him. I do like him a lot. I'm just saying I don't agree with him. Because I never heard that. That's all I'm saying. But let's move on. So Yuri's the new champ. I believe his immediate future is Jan and Glover. Because Jan already got, like, they were, they were already getting, like, they didn't really get into each other's face that they needed to be separated, but they had some words, is what I'm saying. But we gotta see how Anthony Smith versus Magomed Akilaev plays out. So, what's, did I say what's next for Whaley? She's probably getting a title shot, Whaley, if I haven't said this against Carla Esparza. She did say that she wants to fight her in, in Abu Dhabi in October. I want the fight with Carla in Abu Dhabi because I know there's a fight there in October. I think Carla is a special fighter too, and I know that can be a really good fight also for me and for her. Not China or the U.S., so we can fight in another country, so it's fair for both of us. Like, that that's funny, because, like, Chael Sonnen has come out and said, he's like, I hate fighting in my hometown because you got friends asking you for tickets. Like, dude, leave me alone. I'm about to go in a cage fight. Like, I know what she means is the crowd, to have the crowd on their side. That she wants to go to a neutral spot, so like they don't, none of them have the crowd on their side. 
but Chao Sonnen says he hates fighting in like his hometown. But that's a good fight. I'm pretty sure that's next. Because that I did hear that the winner of Bjorna versus Wei Li would be the next title challenger. And a lot of people are, are mad because they feel the UFC um, is forgetting about Marina Rodriguez. Because Marina Rodriguez beat Mackenzie Dern. She just beat Jan Shanan. She might end up fighting Jessica Andrade. Because Marina Rodriguez is number three, Wade Lee's number two, and Rose is number one. Unless, unless they give, they make Rose fight Marina Rodriguez because the UFC is pissed about how the last fight went. <laughs> Again, this person I was talking to somebody, he goes, bro, did you hear her corner? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like Rose, because I explained to him, I'm like, I didn't watch that fight, like, I was watching Canelo fight. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, go back and watch it, and you're going to hear Pat Barry going. He's like, you hear those boos? You hear those boos? You're doing something right. That's what they're mad because you're doing something right. I was like, okay, I'll go back and listen. So now I have to go back, watch this fight, because I don't remember that at all. So I believe now that I'm looking at this, I think they're going to make Mackenzie fight Jan Shannon. They'll either make Marina Rodriguez fight Jessica Andrade or or Rose Namajunas if they gonna give excuse me if they're gonna give Whaley the next title shot. But that the would so does that give like give because if Whaley wins, Rose already has two wins over her. Would they do the third fight? They would have to right because Rose is the one that won. That's crazy. Like, I always get, like, I don't know, like, bugs me out when, like, a person that's been so dominant loses the belt. And then, like, because it would have been the same thing if Yana would have been way, beat Whaley. And she goes up and, and she fights with Carla. But we gotta see, man. This strawweight division is good. Sorry, I got sidetracked there. Let's move on to Calvin Cater versus. Josh Emmett this weekend. I believe the PFL returns this week. I'll check it out, but let me see. Does it return this week? PFL upcoming fight. Yeah. Yep, this Friday. Clay Collard returns. Cara de Zapato returns. Who else is fighting? Manafio is going to fight Obier Messier. That's a good fight. I'm going to check that out. Jeremy Steven returns. He's going to fight Price. This is the guy. So This is interesting, right? Because both these guys lost. Stevens lost to Clay Collard. And Price lost to Anthony Pettis. Miles Price. So, yeah, this is interesting. But, yeah, PFL returns this Friday. The main event is going to be Clay Collard versus Martinez. Alexander Martinez. And they're both 1-0. So, this is really um interesting, bro. They both have three points. But see, like, look. PFL found um somebody that didn't really have a name. And they could put the PFL name in him like they did with Kayla Harrison. Because what has this guy done? He beat two UFC vets. He beat the brakes off of Anthony last year. And then he beat Jeremy Stevens. 
So now if this guy wins, they can put all their, I don't want to say chips because I forgot who won the lightweight. I think Marafijo won the light belt, the lightweight belt, right? Yeah, he did. I don't know, Bear Messier was, I knew he used to fight at welterweight. I don't know he's fighting at lightweight now. So, PFL this Friday, check it out. I cannot wait. I always love when PFL's around. But let's move on to Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. It's a crazy fight, right? Because Calvin Cater has this, like, crazy pressure. And Josh Emmett has that one-punch knockout power. Um, co-main event, Donald Cerrone will fight Joe Lozon. Kevin Holland will fight Tim Means. Joaquin Buckley will fight Albert Durive. Julian Marquez fighting Gregory Rodriguez. Woo, this is a good card. I'm excited for this card. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Um, I believe it's going to be Calvin Cater's pressure versus Josh Emmett's power, like, I think Emmett has a 10-minute window. With that being said, I said the same thing about Yuri, and look at what happened. Yuri ended up pulling out in the fifth by submission. I believe Calvin Cater has to get into his face just like he did against Giga Chikate. And just, like, get in his face and not let him do anything to him. That's what I think needs to happen. Alcerone versus Joe Lozon. I have no idea who's going to win this fight because they're both good everywhere. My boy Kevin Holland, who I like to call. It's funny that I call him this, but I just call him this because he likes to talk a lot of smack. I call him the Black Diaz. And it's funny that I call him that because <laughs> when he was going to be on the Contender Series, he got into an altercation with Nick Diaz. And then Joaquin Buckley versus Albert Dereve. Um, Joaquin Buckley, he's just a knockout artist, you know, so he's always fun to watch. Although I'm kind of mad that there was that altercation between him and Darren and nothing came of it. Something could come a bit later down the line, though. But Kevin Holland versus Tim Means is the fight for me to be watching. I love Kevin Holland. I think he's going to be better at welterweight. I think he could be easily top five. He was getting there at middleweight, but then he ran into Marvin Vittori and Derek Brunson. Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. I honestly believe they should have put Kevin Holland versus Tim Means over Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon. They're just doing it because of the legends. Joe Lozon and Donald Cerrone are. But this is going to be a good fight. It's going to be a great fight. Can't wait. Who you guys got? Um, I got one more thing. That Dana White went on a show and said that he likes. I don't know where he went, but he went somewhere and said that. Oh, right here. He said it to TMZ. He goes, I really like the Chandler versus Connor fight after Chandler's last fight. There's plenty of fights to make. I don't know if George Mazadal has won, but we'll see what the landscape looks like when Connor comes back. That's what Dana White said to TMZ. And then they put a picture of Connor McGregor and Michael Chandler. This is what I'm going to say about that fight. It's a very winnable fight for Connor. Why? Because two reasons. Chandler, he, he's wild, man, but I've seen him get dropped a bunch in a lot of his fights, including Bellator. Like when Patricio beat him, Patricio blitzed him, got on top of him. He dropped him and got on top of him and finished him. Um, Tony dropped him. Like, Michael Chandler's the man, but he's a wild man, and, like, he does get caught a lot. You let Connor catch you, Connor will knock you out. Another thing is, 
Connor plays defense for the first three rounds, and Michael Chandler will gas out because since he has such an aggressive style and he's like he's built like a tank, man. He has a lot of muscle, so he does tend to gas out between the third, especially if it's a five round fight. I wonder how Chandler will approach that if he'll just go crazy for the first two and then risk gassing out in in the last portion of the fight being the fourth and fifth rounds. Because Connor tends to do that too. Like their most dangerous rounds are the beginning of the fight, so we'll see what happens. But it's a very winnable fight for Connor. The other thing is Connor has made comments that he wants to fight at 170. He doesn't want to fight at 155 anymore. So we shall see. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. I do apologize for that, but we'll see what happens. Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler, that's what Dana's looking at. Um, Over the weekend, they finally announced that Leon Edwards will battle Kamar Usman on August 20th. August 20th. Yeah, August 20th at UFC 278. I was going to say August 28th, but August 20th. But that's pretty much all I got for you guys. Um. I don't know. There's also this other thing on Instagram that supposedly, Dan- not supposedly, like Dana White wants to make the ultimate fighter with coaches Khabib versus Tony. And his hope is that they're going to get angry enough at each other that Khabib will co- agree to come out of retirement and fight him. I don't know if all that would happen, but we'll finally get the fight. Yeah, I don't remember. Although, you know, be another good fight for Conor would be Tony Ferguson because all that smack they've been talking to each other. And then, then I still can't get over the fact that Anthony Smith said, I'm, I only say I can't get over the fact that Anthony Smith said that because I have not heard it. But that does not make it true. Just because I haven't heard it does not make it true. I'm just saying that that's weird to me because I have heard them say that Jan Brakovic's neck, no matter who won. That's uh, that I did hear. And then there was this crazy parade in the Czech Republic for Yuri's return. Jesus Christ. Good on Yuri. I'm telling you, if that fight would have went 30 more seconds, Jan Brakovic would have been champion. So Yuri pulled it out when it mattered the most. Congratulations, Yuri Prochatka, Wei Yang. Valentina Chevchenko and every other winner last Saturday. Congratulations to you all. Um. So yeah, remember follow me on Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram and official underscore P I T M on Twitter. Thanks guys. Deuces.